dude. You know who it is. Yes, it's me, the highest host, Adam Hill, right here for another episode of the podcast, baby. Hell yeah, I know Ken loves when I come in on his uh, on his intros because I have a voice of an angel, dude. Like, I, I hit all the keys, I hit all the notes, and then when I come in with my yeah, I see, I look at Ken, and Ken has this look on his face like, oh my god, I can't believe this is happening again, dude. But you love it, right, Ken? I have a voice of an angel, huh? The show. <laughs> <Thank> so <you>. angelic. <laughs> it's good to see you, Ken. Thank y'all to anybody who's out here hanging out, watching the podcast live on Twitch, or if you listen to it wherever you're at, uh, on all platforms. I know we are available on all pa- platforms, and you can listen to this on Hayes Radio as well. Uh, wherever you're at, we appreciate you in the car, at home, in the grow, at the shop, at, uh, at the gym. I don't know where the fuck you listen to podcasts, but thank you so much. And I want to give a special thank you and a shout out to the, my guest today sitting right next to me because he has provided me with a lot of flavors in the past couple of years. Uh, he is part of Maven Genetics, award-winning Maven Genetics. Uh, has probably some of the best hair in the industry. You know, every time I look at him, I'm just like, shit, bro, I need to get some hair tips from my man right here. I'm talking about the one, uh, the man right here, Shane, dude. Shane with Maven Genetics. How you doing, dude? I'm doing great, man. Thank you so much for having me. Well, thanks for coming. I appreciate you pulling up. I know we got a lot of things happening. We've been crossing paths so many times throughout uh, the past couple of years. Many years, yeah. Uh, be it weed shows, be it uh, production. I guess you were in the live studio audience for one of my first episodes yeah. of Hijinks. Yes. That's exciting. That's awesome, man. You've done a great job, and you've given the industry such a great voice. So uh, for, for us, it's such a privilege to be here and be on your show, and I really appreciate it. Oh, thank you. you. It's, it's an angelic voice. Yeah. Right? It's a, that's why it's good. <laughs> <laughs> So how you doing? How it's been hot as fuck. How you feeling? Is it's it's hot as fuck, man. I mean, we're out here. We're, we're Valley Cats, so to be out here and experience this heat is is brutal. But it happens every year, and uh, yeah, man, I'm kind of looking forward to winter. A one eight. Say it backwards. No, you say Valley Cats, like you are from the valley. Yeah, San Fernando Valley. And- I actually grew up in Agora Hills, but I spent a ton of time out here in the valley. Well, Agora is still considered the valley. Like I wouldn't really class it as a valley because they have no. like different street signs. And everything, but it's still 818. Yeah. There's still 818. It's like, a very interesting area separate from it's the It's like valley. West, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's just like Burbank. Burbank is still Valley, but they got like their own police department. They got their own like different street signs, but uh, it's still 818. Yep. That's what I'm saying. I get it, man. Yeah, but look at you. LA native, Valley born and raised. Like I put that on, I put the 818 on my like skin it. so they I know. Like so you must have been exposed to cannabis at an early age, being in the valley. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> I always hang out with the older kids, and I got to uh, experience a lot at a young age with uh, all the cannabis. What, what, now, how old, how old were you? How young were you when you were hanging out with the older kids? I was probably like 12, okay. 11, 12. So we're like middle school, junior high. and shit, yes. skateboarding, whatever, and then... Uh, all the other older kids that were neighbors or whatnot were like high school football stars and you know whatnot. Right, the cool kids. All the cool kids would be up at their house. Letterman and jackets. I'd and fucking shit. go up there to say what's up. Everyone's smoking weed, drinking beer, and whatever they do. And I was like, all right, I can relate to this. And then the day offer you like, come here, little Shane, take a hit. Or is that like later on where you finally? I think it was a more later on thing. You know, it was just not that exposed to it but i think as soon as i started getting into the more like beat beats and like skateboard crowd okay it all made more sense which started started getting older so at 12 yeah. you were like around it but you're like i'm still yeah. like dare program drugs and say no <laughs> <laughs> not that hard but i think you know 13 14 i was like all right i'm smoking some weed and listen to a lot of bob marley okay then it kind of just became part of my lifestyle so you were so you were so you were 13 is a young age like that's bar that's like when I started smoking. That's so. Sure. And it was with the older crowd. Where Always. It was just you were skateboarding. You said. Yeah. So you're skating off Ventura Boulevard or something. Skating some around. Some of my friends would have half pipes and shit in their backyard. Right. We were like the little skate rats and always hung out and just did our thing, you know. And here we are, many years later, and Listen, still doing it. I feel like cannabis and skateboarding. The cannabis culture and the skateboarding culture is very identical with uh, being the counterculture them saying it's bad and it'll be a bunch of losers coming from it and then like i know some people that are, have career skateboarding and yeah. many people who have careers in cannabis oh man i never <laughs> thought it'd be a career but here we are right <laughs> what was little shane doing were you were you gonna be a professional skateboarder what was what was little shane's idea of an adult life i, I don't know i was always watching skating and like the search for animal chin and like real og like skate movies and 
when there was skate shops in the neighborhood, I was always there hanging out and whatnot. And I just love the skateboard surf culture and just being around that all the time and watching like, I don't know, Dogtown and just right. cool movies that were like OG shit. Right. It was, a, you know, cannabis was always part of that culture, I guess. And I just caught on to it because I kind of like that. I don't know, loose lifestyle of kind of doing whatever the fuck you want and, yeah. and living your best life. You know? the, the, the late 1900s was a good time. Dude. It was, man. It was a good time. <laughs> it was like the internet wasn't readily available for everybody. We were outside on the streets. We had to get home when the streetlights were on. We got to experience a little bit of life. Yeah. Skateboarding was, was one of us. Skating, fucking surfing. I don't know. It was just a... It was a good outlet compared to what a lot of other people were getting into, and uh, I was thankful for that. Oh, yeah. So, here you are, just skating, chilling out. How were you in school? Were you a good student? Uh, I was an average student, you know? I, I did what I was supposed to, but I didn't really like what I, you know. It was boring. Fucking, yeah, it was boring. It was boring. But it was like, this is what I have to do. I did my work. I yeah. got by. I wasn't a nuisance. It wasn't like... You weren't like a talking too much kid. You were just kind of. I just want to do my shit and you get had, it over with. You, know? you had the CD Walkman on with the headphones. Mm. <laughs> I, I jumped on the beach bus a lot and left school. Oh what? Yeah. <laughs> where I was getting dropped off for school is right where the beach bus would pick us up, and I'd look at one or the other, and I was like, I think I'm gonna go to the beach. <laughs> yeah, it was like, and yeah. your parents were like, Yo, Shane, uh, I got a call saying you were in that school. They today. got the call. It, it took a while, but they got the call. You know, and then I, I don't know, I made up for it and got it knocked out and you know went to college I did the whole thing but you know I never thought that my degree in college would apply to where I'm at currently so it's kind of cool uh, wait so, okay so so here you are a little fucking <laughs> punk kid skateboarding ditching school going to the beach smoking weed but you still did your shit yeah you did your school you're a good student and uh, you were just smoking weed like we all were, being in the L.A. life. And then you still went to college and got it. What did you get a degree in? I was a PR major in communication. What? I sucked at math, so that was my easy way out. <laughs> I was like, I can do this shit. Yeah, numbers, I'm cool. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, we could do some PR. And, and that applies now to what? Yeah, absolutely, man. I think uh, learning those trades and creating a brand and all the tools that you kind of get through school that you kind of ignore. When I reached that point of like, holy shit, we're starting this cannabis brand and I'm going to apply some of those things. Uh, it was kind of interesting to see that it did apply. When, when, like, how did it, when did you start, how was it like, were you just one day like, fuck all this weed, I want my own brand? Were you growing weed? Like, did you ever, like, have your own personal grows? Yeah. Oh, yeah. When, when I was fucking, when I was like, uh, I don't know, all my friends out in the valley were growing. Hell like, yeah. You already Bubba, know. Let me get that SFB, baby. Yeah, man. And that was when like towns were going for like seventy two hundred. Hell yeah, yeah. Not a lot of people know about that. Hell no, seventy two hundred. I remember the day I sold those packs. I was like, yeah. yes, let's go all day. And my boys were doing it, and I was like, fuck, I gotta figure this out. So, I you know I was moving packs in Orange County, getting through school, and then once I saved up enough money, I think I was like twenty three, and I went and fibbed on all this paperwork, and I got a like four bedroom house, and I threw up like. I don't know, four, or I think I had eight, six hundred, and I just rocked one room with the, um, with the blue bucket, the ebb and flow. Okay. Blue buckets, two rooms of that, so I had. Um, that was the, that was the, when you had them all connected, the, yes, the deep water, the, yes. cold, whatever it was. And the the bucket the, system, the and, blue bucket yeah, system. Yeah, and if it fucks up and, and you get a little leak, you're fucked. I would put linoleum on all my floors, <laughs> okay. so I try to cover that track, and then, uh, yeah, man, I had two little rooms cracking, 23, got through college. And how'd you learn all this? Because it wasn't, like, readily available, this information to do. Were you, like, the on forums or... No, the homies would, you know, you know back in the day, yeah, you don't yeah. really trust anybody. That's what I'm so talking, yeah, yeah. All my friends that were kind of like, hey, check this out, they would come over, show me what's up, and I was like, oh, all right, you know, I could go to school all day where my parents think I'm at work, and but then whatever. Do your passion. I, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, man. And what were you, do you remember what the first thing you were growing? Was it OG? It was OG and Bubba. Was I it? had one and one. Oof. I had one I room of OG and one room that of Bubba. Pre 98? Pre 98, oh, yeah. That's the, you you yeah. were growing the exotics. Now those are exotics. You I can't know. Even find those anymore. I know, man. We still have them. We still, what? We still got the where cars. are they at? I got, what? I got them. Actually, what? actually got something right here for wait, you. Wait, wait, what? What's yeah. in this bag? There's a couple gems in here. Oh, I like how you're handing it with two hands. Yeah, oh heavy, my man. god. So here you are. Alright, look, look. I'm gonna go through this right now because we got Maven. I got a bag full of Maven here. We got uh the hat right on top, of course. 
the Maven, and uh, of course the merch. We got the T-shirt. Oh my God, what is in here, dude? So you're growing the OG and the Bubba. Yeah. And uh, it works out because I know OG is really finicky and it's like a bitch to grow, and yeah. I mean it doesn't yield as much, and it's kind of like a hassle. That's why a lot of people don't grow it anymore. They were both kind of a hassle because the pre-98 Bubba has huge water leaves that just you're always canopying. Right. Um, I don't know, man. I think I got really fortunate that even if I was a shitty grower, which I would know I wasn't the best when I look at the guys that I kind of looked up to, um, you were able to get away with it back then because the dollar value was so high. So even yeah. if you had a shitty crop or it didn't yield, you were still getting roughly seven. I mean, and it wasn't as readily accessible to everyone back then like it is no. now on every corner. And <laughs> if you knew someone, you knew. So you could like, you know, the prices were kind of set for what they were. Like the grams were what they were and there wasn't yeah. really much bargaining or finale like when you go to the ralph's parking lot on on Winneka ventura and shit you're just gonna get the bag and give them the money you're not gonna like question it yeah i mean this <laughs> is the day where you ask your dealer like for a 20 dollar gram and you're asking him to weigh it fat at like 1.2 well, yeah like, you know or you mean? get hooked up you're like 1.2 hell yeah, yeah. he just loves me that shit. it comes in like a little dime bag or whatever you know? yeah go to a little yeah fucking i don't think many people know about the 60 dollar and eighth street market oh. which it was for a long time the 3.3 3, 400 you know three or four hundred ounce and mm -hmm. i don't know we got lucky for the times that it wasn't an overly uh saturated market and very fortunate to be a part of the rollover to where uh, I'm today you know it's just crazy. Well, we're going to get into that because I know there's a totally. lot of things going. Because <laughs> growing at 23 and growing now, there's a whole lot of change, especially between like uh, the way we grow, the, the actual product, the way it's presented, what people look for in weed too. Because I know these new customers, I don't think they know what good weed is because they just know what they, they hear about and what they have access to, so. It's confusing these days. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so here you are, um, 23, got, got the OG heads to like help you out a little bit. They're like, yo, this is what you should do. And you're like, all right, I'm in school. It's kind of boring. I love weed. Let me just fucking grow some weed. And you, you do a little harvest, get one, you did started with one room. I had two rooms. Two. You started with two rooms. I had two rooms and a little veg. What? <laughs> And so two two rooms indoor, no outdoor experience, no, nothing, no, just two, indoor two lights. Indoor rooms, forty eight in one room, forty eight in the other, and then like a little bedroom. And then I uh, got the yield. You enjoyed it. You're like, yo, I'm gonna, I'm doing this. Yeah, I'm doing this. Yeah. And you kept going and never stopped. Yeah. And, and I was vending to like all the shops in the valley like for a long time as well. So so this was back. Okay, so uh, <laughs> for people wondering, like in the two fifteen days of yeah. California, when you had a dispensary and you were a grower, you were considered a vendor. And what you would do is, I mean, either you would show up to these dispensaries, like cold call and just like, hey, are you guys looking for any vendors? Or you would call them and be like, hey, you looking for any vendors? And you would build relationships with certain stores. You would build relationships with certain buyers. So um, you would, like, I was being, I was a bud tender, uh, like, you know, 2009, 10, 11, 12, whatever. So this was like peak era of yeah. when, when pounds were at like, <laughs> Like, when I first started, pounds were coming in at, like, 6,000. And then by the time I left the dispensary, pounds were at, like, 2,000. And I was like, well, this, <laughs> this market is going oh, crazy. Man. But, um, so you would just be calling or just showing up to dispensaries with your, like, yo, I just got this. It's yeah. legal, like, medical. Yeah. I'd have the script. you go to your doctor. These are my caregivers. They'd give you the script to grow how 99 yeah. plants was the shit back yeah. then, you know. And Did you pay for that, uh, grower wreck? Yeah. Just give us another hundred. You yeah. grow as many plants yeah. as you want. Yeah. Don't worry. It holds up in court. You yeah. Know, yeah. That thing. So I was like, shit, it made me feel good to go to sleep at night with that, but... At the end of the day, you know, we just kind of did what we did. Yeah, so here you are um, vending to dispensaries now. And do you have a brand right now, or are you just like the homie with no. some fire-ass weed? It was just knocking on doors and just, you know, selling lots of weed at that time. And then, uh, you know, as the industry was growing, I'd see, like, labels on jars when they would serve with the chopsticks and the traditional medical, you know, little the plastic pop tops. Pop -tops Love know? those. Yeah, you know, so yeah. Those, those days. And uh, when I started seeing people, like, putting labels on these jars and whatnot, it just made me think a little bit differently. And then I saw guys, like, you know... Because you had your PR. You had your PR degree in your yeah. head. You had that paperwork. You're like, yeah. oh, okay, I see branding. People are marketing right now. I see what's going on. Yeah, just, like, the identity and, like, branding cannabis I thought was interesting. But I wasn't, like, super locked in on it right. until I had friends of mine, like Dr. K from, you know, that does Kush Talk and, yeah. you know, Vader Extracts. Like, those guys were guys that I worked heavy with on those traditional days. And right. Awesome. 
And then, I, I, I have many, uh, lots of experience with Vader extracts and Vader Village. Yeah, if you're, if you're guys, familiar. You know, those guys were great <laughs> uh, inspirations, I guess you could say, for the time that I was, you know, trying to get in and look. Vader, Vader extracts was this brand that just kind of came out and um, gave no fucks about anything, and they like changed the prices of eights. I remember the shops they were doing like the. Like, eights were whatever, dude. I remember some shops were selling $100 eights and shit. Like, it was $100 eight OG, and then they were, like, $80 eights, and then they would be, like, 60 50 whatever. But I remember they, like, they would be, like, $35 eights, the whole shop. $35 cap, yeah. nothing more than 35 yeah, yeah. in the shop. And then everyone else would be like, what the fuck are we doing, Oh, dude? yeah, man. And then it was fucking just, wild. And then it would just be 35 four-gram eights, and then uh, fucking buy one, get one free, and it was just yeah. trying to get people in, and it was crazy. But uh, Vader... You know, we created a lot, especially at the Cannabis Cuts. Oh, yeah. With the Vader Village. Those are special guys right there, you know? It was, uh, it was great to see it all in its glory days. Yeah, <laughs> those were those were great times. I don't know if we'll ever get times like that again, <laughs> dude, where we could just put a pound in a t-shirt gun and shoot I, that I'm shit. I'm okay. I, I think the days of living in the rearview mirror, man, just vending to all the shops with the raids going on, getting followed, like Oof. all the stuff that comes along with it and how many people put themselves out there to lose everything during those times is crazy but you know what for them to like stand their ground for that long look where we're at today a lot yeah. of people sacrificed a lot and paved the road for where the industry is today and you know i'll never forget those people that really but people still get followed home dude. oh yeah it's, it's crazy now oh yeah it's never gonna change so uh so you're out here vending you grow in you're just in there now you're like all right i got my rooms go in we cool i got my wreck with medical boom you meet the twins bam and you, and then you see what they're doing you're like Yo, I need to I need to create a, a brand. Is that what you're? Is that what's going in your head? I think those guys were the most inspiring for me to look at branding cannabis in a sense because they were the ones that were the most steady on it with Vader Extra. Right. You know, they 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 still do it to this day. Because shops were just like it was just like three letter words of all these shops. It was like a fucking WXP yeah. or VHC or PPM. The one they or, had off Tampa on the top. You know? Yeah, yeah, I remember. GC, I'm just saying like yeah. out here it was just a bunch of three letter words that totally. they had and it wasn't really a brand that people were pushing. It was just like we are this store and we have these yes. strains. These are the flavors we have. Yeah. And then people started actually branding. They did because I remember selling to a lot of our friends or whatnot that had shops or affiliations and then we would see like Saturn OG, but I was like, yo, that's like right. our PK Kush or whatever. So then I just started to see our flower kind of being branded for other others that we sold it to. And then I was like, just kept brainstorming and brainstorming. And then, uh, yeah, I think I was in a, a interesting situation with my life and everything in Orange County. And once I thought things through on what side of the fence I want to be on, I'm like, are you going to do illegal shit forever? Or are you going to try to make something out of this? Because, you know, everyone's time runs out. Right. Not doing, you know, certain things. Right. And uh, my real dudes, you know, out in the valley, I gave them the concept. I was like, what do you guys think about this? You can continue to grow. I already have a lot of relationships with the shops because I've been vending them forever. And they're like, what do you got? And I pitched it and um, they're like, let's go for it. And I couldn't be more thankful for the partners I have. You know, it's, it's great. And you pitched Maven. Yeah, because like what I, I, I figured that we were all pretty like connoisseurs. We didn't just grow to grow. We were always really particular on the quality that we put out there. And because um, it was different. I mean, I mean, I'm going I'm to pause you real quick. Yeah. Uh, like back then when you were vending, it wasn't about like we were like you're talking about it wasn't about a brand or a label or a fancy package. It not was like all. what's in the bag that sells, not yeah, what's on the bag. Exactly. So you already were in there like I know how to grow, like this is what people want, this is how to grow the best weed. I don't give a fuck about branding. And then once you get that brand involved with what you the product you have, that's when you start getting that yeah. recognition and people start wanting. That yeah, want absolutely. So you, so you. All right, continue. Let's go. So you got, <laughs> you got the idea. You already grew the, the ideas there. The, the the brains going nuts, and I was like, hey guys, and. The, I just saw the word connoisseur being butchered a lot in the industry. Like there was fucking way too many connoisseurs. I'm like, Jesus, man, this is like, I knew we were because I feel like people that appreciate cannabis, there's like this ritual. You smell it, it sticks to your mustache. You're like wearing yeah. it, but like you, you value the product, right? So when I was looking up what terms of connoisseur, you know, Maven is Yiddish and it means uh, experts in a specific field, ones of knowledge and connoisseur. And I thought it was really cool to curate a brand that had a meaning with a logo and like a purpose. Right. And we try to just stick by that, man, and just kind of do our thing. Maven. You yeah. did some research, and you're like, let's look at words. I love yeah. doing that shit. I do, too. I geek out on that shit, man. Yeah. 
you know, I just like to look in depth on that stuff. Yeah, so, I do a lot. I be looking up shit. I be on, on Google. I be looking up. I be in the dictionary looking up words yeah. and definitions oh, and yeah. seeing all how they good, are. And that's that's all I would do. I'd sit on like dry erase boards and write it all down there because all of our ideas we think of and it goes out the window in two seconds. And I was like, I don't want to lose this shit. <laughs> I, I want to go try to figure it out again. So I'd write it all down. And, the story of my know. life. I'm like, oh, I'll remember that. I can't forget that idea. Yeah. That one's great. And then five minutes later, I was like, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> so here you are. You go with Maven. Yeah. Maven Genetics. Like we out here, connoisseurs. We know what the fuck we want. Yeah. Let's make it happen. <laughs> Let's go. And you did it. And what year was this? Oh man, I think we started this. The idea roughly 2015. You know, 15, 16. And the brand aesthetic at that time was this California bear with the green cross because that was popular. And I just had a different vision. And uh, as time grew on, I, I just started looking at all the things of interest and stayed up forever well, online with graphic designers and whatnot and giving them ideas. And the logo was semi there. And then one of my partners, Jason, was like, why don't we bring the V down a little bit? Because it looks a little cut off. And when you're first curating something, there's no real wrong or right yeah. way. And I'm like, I like that, man. That, that works. And I was like, fuck it, let's go. Let's run it. Yeah. Now you guys just out here making it happen. Yeah, man. And grow. what was like the first, what was the first like strain that you guys were like branding? It was, it was the OG. The OG. Yeah, that's like, that's, that's, <laughs> that was our shit, man. It was straight. You know, we had a couple warehouses. Because that's what the band was, was the OG. Yeah. And you guys had the OG. We had it. And then when did you start seeing the shift change in the market where no one wants a fucking OG anymore? When people couldn't handle it because they're too weak and it was too strong <laughs> for them? Or, I don't know, or man. people like think... all the culture vultures coming in not knowing how to grow it and getting upset because they're not getting the profit. So they want to grow all these fucking high yielding bullshit strains yeah. that are just pretty and don't get I you high. It. Like when Blue Dream flooded the market. <laughs> Listen, Blue Dream's great though. It made I a lot know. of people money. I know, I agree. It, it introduced a lot of people to cannabis. It was oh. real light. It was real flavorful. It had I a cool like effect. Look, Blue Dream's a good strain, but like, you know, when they started getting all these dessert strains, you're just like, yo, like, enough with the desserts. Yeah. Like, how many different versions of this dessert can we yeah. get? I think, you know, I think, like, the trends are what we popped on, you know, when we were doing the OGs, and then I think Jungle Boys did, like, such a great job with, like, their Purple Punch, and then Oof. when I was just looking at people, and I was like, you know, I'm gonna you follow the trends and then you realize the thing that you're doing wrong is following trends because then you're competing with everybody that's doing the same thing and i think that shift right there when i started to see us do that and be parallel like in with that market we started doing all of our own breeding and being creative to you know cross pollinate and do our own strains and ever since we jumped on that bandwagon i wanted to be the brand on the shelf with the strain that nobody has ever seen or knew about and we've kind of just been on that page and it's kind of given the brand a reset so hell yeah i always say just stick to you to who you are fuck what everyone else is doing because your audience your crowd your people will be there as long as you do what you do and I'm telling you, dude, this bag, what is in here, dude? You got some special stuff this, in there, man. This is heavy. You got some shit in there that's not even out on the market yet. You've got some R&D stuff. You got, you got a good. Oh deal. man! All right. Well, we're gonna get to this. So, um, so what's Maven? So now here you are. So you um created this brand. You got Maven Genetics. You guys are growing. You're in the 215. You're you're doing this traditional thing, and then Prop 64 happens. You guys are like, are you guys? Are we gonna? go traditional are we gonna go <laughs> compliant are we gonna ride it out see what the fuck's going on like how is that whole thing we how we, we kind of wrote it out until the very end without like putting ourselves out there for too much exposure and um right when it was rolling over we were able to to jump on board with the evolution of the industry from legal to illegal or illegal to legal I mean, it's, it's never illegal. It was just, It was you know, just the gray area. Me medical. <laughs> it was medical. It was, That's where it, it all started. Medical. People forget that shit, though, man. Yeah. Like, people forget about the whole medical aspect of the industry. Yeah. And it's so overlooked because it's so recreational. Yeah. But man, like that's what really got us to the point that we're at today, and I feel I feel like that's just so overlooked. Yeah, nineteen what well, was nineteen ninety six in uh, yeah. San Francisco with Dennis Perot, Harvey Milk. I think they led the whole legalization medical. Like we need this for us, and I mean, you know, they got a lot of people signed in, of course, in California, and you know, California is a big trend setting state. Absolutely, we made it happen. I think Alaska was first, though. No, did Alaska? I think Alaska went legal 
like I, I think rec recreationally first, but no one talks about Alaska. No one talks. No I got one boys in Alaska, Alaska doing it too. Yeah, but no, no one goes to Alaska. I mean, what's no. the market in Alaska? Like, how many people actually live know. in Alaska? What's the population in Alaska? And then out of that population, how many of them actually consume cannabis? Yeah, the market's probably tiny in Alaska. Right, no one's in Alaska, dude. So, um, so you're like, fuck it, we're gonna go compliant, and now you guys are in stores, and I heard some exciting news as well, dude. Yeah, man, um, <clears throat> we've, uh, you know, we have our own distro, we're very fortunate to build the whole sales team and expand the brand, and I think the most uh, recent exciting thing for us is launching our own uh, retail store. Uh, we have our grand opening coming up uh, this Saturday in Tarzana. What? Yeah. yeah, it's been a lot of work, man. Uh, a lot of interesting politics and dynamics and all the shit that goes along with what we uh, do in our industry, but we're very fortunate. You know, we're still like the, the band's band, I'd like to say, and to have uh, our own retail, I hope, you know, gives the brand a little bit of recognition and, you know, just keep pushing that's, for our passion. You that's know? big moves, though. Yeah. Yeah. Man. And are you guys going to have other people's products or is absolutely it... okay, okay yeah man, i mean dude, there's so many great brands out there that really help the pulse of the industry and i feel like anyone that's been able to get on the shelf i'd take my hat off to them and if you maintain that spot you're doing a great thing and you know a, a lot of companies out there have done such a great job and why not have them on your shelf and just you know show yeah. give a little there's a little something for everyone man. yeah if you, you guys know? need any alcohol on that shelf absolutely, you know, I know a, man. Lot of, a lot of consumers <laughs> need to keep their glass clean when I, they smoke out of so. i saw some lit ills uh, in the past listen, you know, there's been a couple a, things there's been a lot of products you know that we put out there but you know um you know we, we can always make things happen too always man well, I, you know i've uh, i've been fortunate enough to try some of the maven genetics flavors in the past yeah and, you know they've been pretty delicious they've been they've been good and you know they've been involved with the whole other things because you know when i used to get them it's at events or when in yeah. the crossing when i get a whole bunch of other things but <laughs> this bag right here look i'm salivating thinking about it like, <laughs> i see i see little boxes on the bottom too dude i see little little concentrates okay we're gonna get to this we're gonna get to this in a little bit dude how does it feel though okay because this is this is just a little crazy to me here you are little shane growing up in the valley rolling around skateboarding little smoking weed and shit and did you ever think that like yo i'm gonna get a legally sell weed on Ventura Boulevard. <laughs> <laughs> Not in the, in the back. ever. Like, what was Little Shane wanting to be when he grew up? Did he have any? Were you gonna be like a professional skater? Were you gonna be like a like what? What was the dreams as a little as a middle schooler? I, you know, in middle school, I really had no idea. I was just so focused on doing kid shit. And I think as I got a little older, I had a lot of friends that were musicians. And uh, I think watching them thrive and watching them play in these little shitty venues and where they started to become who they became was an awesome and exciting thing for me to watch. It's just like people's passion, what they sacrifice, what they give up to just do what they do. And it was, it was really inspiring to watch these friends of mine put so much time into their music to play on the little stage to traveling the world. And that was really inspiring for me. Who are these friends? Uh, I was fortunate to grow up with the guys from like Incubus, Kuba's uh, Tank, and a few members of uh, Linkin Park. Hell so yeah. it was really cool to like, I don't know, watch that whole like 90s movement. And uh, I still love, you know, watching some of those guys thrive and still play together. Yeah. Look at you. And, cool. and, and I want to appreciate you and thank you for continuing your passion with yeah. growing because you know I'm sure a lot of us have attempted it and it uh, it's not the easiest thing no. to do especially if you do even if you do complete the process the final product might not be what you expected even though you think it's the best because you did it yourself we know it's <laughs> fucking mids but I want to thank you and all growers out there who actually stick with it and keep it up because without you guys none of us will be out here enjoying this plant and living a life or involved in this culture or this uh, industry because I know a lot of people now are making a living in the weed world which is kind of crazy it is to me you could get a job packing weed you could get a job rolling weed you could get a job selling weed yeah. you get a job at human resources for a week you can like what <laughs> you it's wild get... man it's crazy to see it from as you and I know it from the beginning to where it is today yeah so that's cool that um you know you were just inspired by your friends and motivated and stuck with your passion and now you are you know have a brand and you have a storefront in the valley and you guys are just winning awards <laughs> 
Trying what? to win awards, trying to just showcase what we do, man. What are you know? smoking? What are you? What is like the day in the life for Shay? What what is? What are we doing? Like, are you a wake and baker? I'm not a wake and baker because it really fucks up my tasks throughout the days. I get distracted. I think too much. And if I just keep streamlining on what I'm supposed to do, it allows me to get it done. And when I come home, I think my days are so, so like intense and like busy that when I get home, I need to relax a little so bit. So you look so forward to it. I look Something forward to getting home to. and rolling up. And I love just grinding up fresh flour because I feel like the terpene profiles and a fresh roll. And I don't know, just the whole experience of unwinding when I get home or, you know, that's, yeah. that's my day. You know, I'm not a functional. Was your first time smoking a joint? The first time no, you smoked weed? No, it was a... <laughs> It was out of, uh, I think it was out of this shitty uh, little, me those little metal pipes from like way back in the day. It was the little stress. colorful ones. And I remember smoking some weed with some some girls. We were in like seventh grade. And the first I, time you smoked weed with girls, it wasn't with the it skater It was me dudes? and my buddy. No, I was I was too young to smoke weed with the skater dudes. Oh, they, they, okay. This is like the seventh grade. Okay. We're down in the, the river, you know, and doing, you know, you right. hide when you're a kid and you do shit. Right. And we're, uh, we're smoking down there and then we go back to this girl's house because her mom's gone and we're all sitting in a circle passing this pipe around and she starts to freak out and gets all paranoid and I just took my first couple of hits and I look at my buddy and I'm like, oh shit, man. I'm like, is that going to happen to me? And he goes, no, bro, you're cool. And I'm watching her just have this whole panic attack because it was like all of our first time smoking weed. And it was just like the funniest experience when like the paranoia sets in and I'm sitting there wondering, is that going to happen to me? <laughs> yeah, just more focused on her Yeah, it's like, oh shit, you know, but it, it all worked out and, you know, here we are many moons later. So it, it was all your guys' first time smoking weed? Yeah, it was actually my boy, uh, you know, my buddy Justin from Cali Bud. So I've been friends with him what? since seventh grade then. And uh, he was actually the one who even put me on game in the Grove for that long ago, you know? And uh, he, he and I and these two girls from this middle school, man. And I looked at him and I was like, bro, am I going to you guys? Like where'd you guys get the weed from? I don't even know, dude. man. <laughs> I don't know. We all had the older friends, you know? They would be so like, just like just don't get in trouble here. Here, you know? dude. <laughs> yeah. Just don't tell them I gave yeah, it to you. Yeah, don't tell your parents. There's some stress. Take yeah, the seeds exactly. out. Exactly. <laughs> Always pulling beans out back then, man. <laughs> <You know? laughs> now people fucking will capture those beans and sell them in the fucking yeah. yard. They'll either talk shit because your weed has seeds in it or it's a gem. It's yeah. such a weird uh, mix of emotions, but <laughs> yeah. Yeah, all the pollen chuckers out there with the fucking <laughs> backyard seeds and then all of a sudden they're like i'm gonna put these in the seed pack and sell them f1s let's go yep. <laughs> it's wild is that crazy like it's just because i used to work for a seed company way back uh and it was crazy the way people were talking about how seeds were made and how they were bred and what genetics they were and now like it seems like all of a sudden everyone's a geneticist and everyone's a breeder and it's like social media just gave everyone the fucking ego and platform be like yeah i could do this shit yeah. too and oh no that's not a male plant that meant to happen yeah. i wanted these to be seeds totally. yeah we'll bag these up yeah i don't know it's really cool watching the breeders because they were inspiring to me too I'm watching them, you know, kind of like perfect their craft. And I'm like, that's so dope. You know, I just, I, I want everyone to win at the end of the day, man. That's what I think is cool. Watching everyone do their thing. Yeah, we, I, I love it, dude. That's what I want to see. And especially if we could turn our passion to paycheck. That's what it's yep, about, right? dude. What? Sure, bro. So speaking of, let's see, because I just finished my blunt. I might need another flavor. <laughs> yeah, roll it up for a second. Uh, should I just surprise, just go in and grab, or is there something you you uh, want me to really see right now? Don? Um, you know, I see a a blue agape. Yeah, the blue agape. That's one of our agape, agape. Yeah, the agape. Agape. Yeah, check that out, man. The number nine, dude. Yeah. What what's it do uh, between the white? We have like and our the black, black box that's like our limited. The white one we have, we haven't even really released yet, but that's going to be coming out uh, specifically from our micro batches from our breeding program. So instead of just having these like small batches that we don't put out, I think there's enough of it to share the love. So we just type a a little exclusive batch, and that's like that's our first one ever going to you. What <laughs> yeah. this? I mean. These, these jars say research and development. Those are new. So that's part of our breeders program as well. <laughs> uh, there's a whole program that we have. When you scan the QR code, it takes you to a site. We want people's feedback. We want to get more involved with people that support us. And uh, we would like them to be a part of our growth and, you know, take uh, everything they have to contribute. The micro them. batch. Micro yeah. batch. Yeah. So that means it's just like one There's room. maybe like two pounds of it. What? Yeah. Because we do just enough to really see if it yields, what the and characteristics then, are. And then you want to get the market. You want to get that. The, the yeah. consumer's input to say, yeah. yo, should we keep this up? Is it worth up? doing a big run? Should we thing? run a whole room? Yeah. 
Damn. So we like to get people involved now. It's kind of cool to see what people's thoughts are to help us grow. And you have like a whole breakdown of it too. Golden yeah. apples, a cross of our golden hour and fried apples is a dreamy, flavorful hybrid with a strong head high and a soothing sense of full body relaxation. Its dense nugs have wiry amber stigmas laid between clusters of frosty trichomes. Fresh fruity notes of apple and lemon are at the forefront of the strain aroma with a subtle hint of spice and hops on the finish. Its flavor profile follows <laughs> sweet with a sweet follow suit with a sweet fruity inhale and an earthy herbal exhale that induces a mellow calming buzz. Golden apples, get it today. Nice. Amazing. Talk about dessert train. Golden apples, dude. Uh is it purple though? No. Yeah, see the purple desserts. Oh damn, look at that. What? We've got some color strains though. I mean No, you do, but this got... this was looked like it was like covered in white, dude. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, roll up, man. Oh my god, dude. I know you guys probably can't see it, but like I'll just put it right there just in case it focuses. Look right here. Bam, dude. Jeez. It smells like um it's got like a sweet, like a sweet sour kind of fragrance. Real refreshing, real refreshing, like, and, 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 here, Ken, how does this smell, dude? How does this smell? Let's get Ken Tron. Man, that's powerful. It's powerful stuff, man. Yeah. <laughs> like what does it smell like? It smells like powerful? Well, like, it hit my face, like, it made me, like, go back a little bit. <laughs> in, in, a, in a good way, like, a pleasant, powerful. All right. Sweet, like, any, any fruit yeah, or? I do smell some sweetness in there. Okay. For sure. Okay. Thank you, Ken. Powerful and sweet. Sweet and powerful. Yeah. Great review. Kentron. Do you want to, are you smoking? Did you smoke yet? I smoked. You want to smoke? You need some? Let me see. What, so what does Maven offer, dude? I see you got weed in here. You got concentrates. You got pre-rolls. Yeah, we got uh, basically our whole product line. We start with the A's. We've got the pre-rolls. We have little five-pack pre-rolls that are like five half grams. Uh, we recently launched our uh, vape line not that long ago to where we use all cannabis-derived terpenes from the strains that we cultivate. Um, I just feel like for people that are familiar with our strains, it's very nice to pair everything. Um, our rosins, they were absolutely horrible, like in the past. And we just like looked at that craft as like what the good concentrator extract peoples do. We had to kind of retract a little bit, went back to the drawing board. And I'm really proud of uh, what the team has done. And, our uh, rosins are definitely coming on board. So you got you got a little in there for you as well. Yeah, yeah. I saw, I'm gonna probably smoke. So I just wanted to go through um, the strains that I got and read them so everyone knows <laughs> uh, what flavors I have. And um, these will be available at the store um, yes. until they sell out. Cause I know some of these are super limited um, and I got some. So I'm sorry, dude, if you hear something you like and it's not available, <laughs> sorry, G. You, you asked now, dude. Oh my god, what, what did I get, dude? A fucking a, a ounce right here. Oh my god, dude. The legal, the legal limit, dude. <laughs> All right, so we got. Uh, we talked about the golden apples, and I mentioned the blue agape, numero nueve, number nine, dude. And um, those are the R and D lines. Yes. What? So those are super limited, and. Uh, One's the hybrid, one's the indica, and then we got the umami butter. That one's a hitter. A hitter? Yeah, people love that strain. And a rosin that pairs with it is good. What? We got, uh, what is it? It's a gelati and black diamond. Yeah, X? the Black Diamond X was one of our OG strains that we crossed with it. We just, sometimes it gets out of hand, man, when we start doing the the breeding. <laughs> There's so many crosses. That's what I'm saying. Like, <laughs> it, gets, it gets to be wild. Do you, and you guys keep a log of these? Like, how, what is the process of, of, like, growing and keeping all these strains and getting the genetics and, like, who, do, do you guys be like, oh, I love this one, we should cross it with this one and see what the flavor is, see what the yield is. Yeah. Yeah, basically. It's, just, it's like a, it's like a whole bunch of R and D, man. You don't even know what you're gonna get. You just try to go for it. You get some gems. And then you guys have the whole. You have a whole log of it of what you guys have done, what it's, the notes were, what. Our cultivation team is so dope. Uh, Chad and and Aaron, they're such uh, intricate guys when it comes to the craft, and they're they're like you know little kids in a candy store when it comes to all that. That's how I feel. Yeah. Like, oh, let's go. Can we make some shit? All right, so we got Umami Buddy, then you got the Golden Hour. 
That uh, one's got heavy terpenes, man. That, that's a great strain as well. Yeah, it's a, it's a Sunset Sherbet back cross with your Blue Lotus. Yeah. The Savory Pungent Strain. What? And then you got the Strawberry Kava. Ooh. That's a newer one. Zesty Sativa, huh? Yeah. Uh, you got the White Dahlia. That was a good one, too. Of course, they're all good. <laughs> I'm sure they're all amazing, dude. Uh, White Dahlia, uh, the fourth installment of your exclusive Black Box collection, dude. Let's go. You got the Vanta Black. Yeah, that one's got color, man. That's a really pretty strain. <laughs> yeah, that's the, that's that magazine weed. Yeah. What? Yeah, let me look at. It's a beautiful one. Yeah, let me look. I, th I think I want to try the strawberry though, cause you know I want to. I like the the, the flavor, dude. I'm already lit, and it, it looked good. The, you said the Vanta. Had the color. Yeah, Let me see. Color to it. Let's go, dude. Let's see it. I like these boxes. I like how uh, easy it is to open. Oh yeah, I see it. I see it. I see it. Yeah, it's pop, pop. Good. You guys see it? I don't know how it works, dude. But can you <laughs> see it? What? It's the fried apples and the black diamond X, dude. Did you get it? My bad. <laughs> I should have been a surgeon with how still I could keep my hands, huh? You like that shit? Hell yeah. Big vibes, dude. All right, we got the Vanta. We got the Cherry Gas. Ooh. Yeah. That was like one of our first hits, I think. You know, when you put cannabis out and you just see if you ever get any hype on it, I think that was one of our first strains that we actually got a little bit of. Yeah, I think I remember audience. smoking this one. I think I've had this one in that the past. That batch came out really nice, man. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's like sour oak. It's like a like a like a sour tart, like a yeah. like a tart sour, not like a like a gas sour, but like a tart sour. Yeah, that's a good strength. Whoa, I like that. I like that. Ooh, it got a little picture of it on the inside too. Yeah, Ooh. we have these little info cards in there with the terpene profiles. It, wait, it comes out. Yeah. Oh, mira que chulada, We got. Oh, thank you, thank you, thank you. I, I appreciate you. Look, you collect collect all the cards, dude. Yeah, right. <laughs> make a little make a little wall collage. Damn. Let's go, dude. What else we got? What else we got? We got. You gave me a whole box, dude. We did the. You smoke heavy, man. You deserve it. I do. I do. I do. <laughs> the golden hour, the white dahlia, the orange bellini. That's that's a hitter, bro. You should definitely open. That well, one. it's the white box, so. Yeah. It's the only white one out of all the black ones, dude. Uh, I don't know if that means is this the R and D box or no? It's just we haven't even that box isn't even out yet. The what? Pulled it from the back, and I was like, we're gonna meet up with Adam Mill today. He's gotta get the proper presentation. So uh, you're the first, bro. We got the blueberry mac also right here, dude. And then you drop some um, cold cured rosin, cold cured, dude. We got the umami butter. Ooh, 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 ooh! I'm excited, dude. I'm excited. I'm excited. I appreciate appreciate all these flavors. I'm gonna roll up. You said I'll try the orange. I'll try. Oh, and of course we got you. We're talking about it. The vape cards. Yes. Dude. What? Uma is umami the one? Because it feels like you guys have done a lot of umamis. Umami seem to hit. Yeah. Oh, I'm smoking the white box. That's yeah. what I'm doing. I'm gonna leave that umami out because I want to see it right now. Yeah. Let me put this bag down enough. I don't need to be cleaning up or anything, dude. Let's look at this. All right. All right. Let me look at this uh, orange Bellini. Ooh, it looks so so like timeless and classy and clean, dude. Oh yeah. Right. Yeah, it's like a, it's like a, it's like a tangy-ish, uh, almost yeah, like citrusy, orange, orangey. Yeah, orangey, classy, super refreshing. Like I want this for breakfast. I want this for breakfast, dude. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna try this right now, and That's then good. the umami butter, dude. Umami butter. Isn't umami like a, a type of burger? Yeah. Umami? He said, fuck the desserts. We going with yeah, entrees. We're burgers we, going, <laughs> we going burgers, dude. Ooh, it's green, too. I like green weed. What? Remember when green weed wasn't worth anything not that long ago? Trying to make green weed great again, yes. dude. We got to make green weed great again. Can we yeah, start yeah, that yeah. campaign? Let's do it. Can we make green weed great again? I mean, it's not that it hasn't been great. Just like make green, bring green weed back, dude. <laughs> All right, all right, I'm gonna roll this up. So, what, what's it been like, dude? Like, 
we talked about it earlier. I know you're talking about the market. You first grew OG and Bubba, which are one in my top three, honestly. I love an OG, number one, of course. I love a good pre-98 Bubba. It was, this reminds me of like my first time just getting really high with the true flavor and like a strain, like a strain specific. And then also I love sours, dude, like a sour OG or even a haze, man. I, I miss like a having access to like a super silver haze, like readily available. It was like, oh, it's like 15 weeks. Like, I don't give a fuck, bro. I know it's not 15. I'm embellishing. But still, like, what's up, dude? It's coming. What's up? You got to come down to the spot, man. I'll give you a little tour and everything we have going on. I'll show you what's what's to come. It's, it's pretty exciting. Listen, we got cameras. We can come by. We can make it happen. Show the people what Maven has coming up. I'd love to have you guys down. And see what's going on. I'd love to see the process because you just gave me fucking 10 different strains right here. And I'm sure this isn't even the whole yeah. collection. We have like 25 strains. Ooh, like, how does that work? Like, you must have an amazing team. Because, like, just having a couple plants in your house is so much work. So I can't imagine having hundred thousands of plants yeah in the in the where are you in the where's the facility at? so we have one in north hills which is our first vertical integration known as uh kush alley and then we have our maven genetics like headquarters and then we have another cultivation right across the street so we have three total and then we just got uh 16 acres up in uh, santa barbara so we're building that out right now so much work i know dude. man it's a lot of when you're work. passionate about something you get weird and that's like we dedicate our whole thing to it and and that's what we do i mean my team is so dope and i couldn't be more thankful enough to get to work with my friends and business partners and just everyone kind of do the whole divide and conquer and and uh you know make all this come together and where can people find maven um are you guys in california yes i think we're right now in roughly i want to say like three to 350 retail stores awesome. from Congrats. like san diego to sacramento okay and um you know we just keep pushing you know and just keep trying to expand the brand do you have a favorite maven flavor um, I, well, so we had the orange truffle souffle, which was like the secondary to the orange, orange bellini, bellini that this is like the evolution. And then we had the affogato that was good. I think I've had that one too. That was, that was, it was good. And then the, and then the blue lotus came into play and that was like our real hit, you know, like that was like one of those strains that really stood out. And there was, uh, I think Jimmy Devine did like a really cool article on us that writes, you know, and it, it's, yeah. it's been just neat to see uh the feedback you know just to get that feedback it, it just helps out so much you know even if it's shitty feedback i like to learn from it to become a better brand and just to get the support is great well let me tell you as a blunt smoker um the breakdown of this orange bellini is wonderful it's got it's like it's really fresh i feel like this is a fresh batch it's for fresh. me oh, yeah. um the nugs still fuck that's how i like to test my weed too yeah. based on freshness i take two nugs and i put them together and if they stick then i know they fuck and it's fresh you, you, we know that it's tech, sticking. right? Yeah, yeah, look, it's sticking. It's sticking, dude. Look, look. Yeah, it's sticking, it's dude. And then uh, uh, it smells like super refreshing, and I know it's going to roll up really great. So I'm super excited for it, man. And if you need any pair of lungs, dude, you know, to um, give you some R&D. Absolutely. My lungs are ready. I got a good team of professional smokers around me, too, that can give you some honest advice. And uh, we, we're ready to make it happen. I'll be a sponsor, man. I got you guys. Listen, Shay, look, I, I know I know he came in and threw up the hand signals and said there was a couple minutes left, dude. So let, I want to, I know we can keep talking. Cause we, bar we barely, like, we just, like. Kind of scratched the surface. Yeah, yeah, we scratched the <laughs> surface on a little bit, a couple things. And I know we could talk about a whole lot more. But I just want to make sure you get all your shout outs before he comes in and tells me it's done. <laughs> yeah. uh, uh, social media's websites, address for the store. So the social media, we're just, you have to, we got shadow banned a while back. Listen, I, I already know I hate <laughs> social media, bro. I mean, it's a necessary evil it is. that we deal with, uh, you know, especially with Instagram. I'm sure you. Yeah. So the Instagram, you know, just type in uh, the Maven Genetics. And you'll see uh, pretty much all of our content. It's fairly well laid out, unless you see other people that have tried to mimic us, which I'm still thankful for too. You know, like I'll, I'll take that as credit. Yeah. You know, just to be recognized. Uh, I think it's. Great. It means you're relevant. Yeah. Um, for as far as the store's grand opening, you know, our, our address is one eight six two nine Ventura Boulevard in Tarzana. You know what's so crazy is I used to work at a skate shop right down the street from there. Yeah. At uh, Vertex on Reseda oh, Ventura. Yeah. That's OG shit right there. Now it's like a kung fu store. But yeah. That's where I used to, you know, I used to uh, 
hang out there, dude. Yeah. In the late nineties, late nineteen hundreds, early two thousands. That's crazy. Yeah. And now there's a weed shop right there. I mean, all Ventura Boulevard, a ton of weed shops. It's yeah. Great. I used to skateboard. I went to Portola right there too. It's dope, bro. The middle school right down the street. Yeah. I remember when there was a movie theater. The man, remember man, the yeah, man movie man theater. And shit. Yeah. yeah, it was right there, uh, uh, right across the street, bro. I know exactly where you're gonna be at, bro. Right next to yeah, the grill. Yeah, come through Saturday, and we'll be doing it. There used to be a blockbuster right there, or yeah. a Hollywood video. Blockbuster. Damn. <laughs> Damn. Now I'm living my fucking old. Ventura. I know. I used to skateboard. I was a punk ass skateboarder kid right there. That like Ventura Boulevard. All the time, man. Was where I used to always fucking skate right there because I was I grew up. Go skate all the high schools and shit. Yeah. Yeah. We had a couple of Valley Cats that turned pro and you know. Yeah. We know a couple of them. Yeah. Rip around a little bit. Yeah, I think. Uh, um, Jerron Wills. Yeah, I know Jerron, but there was some a half pipe in the back of, of White Oak that we used to go to That's the dope. guy's house. I, mean, yeah. I, I don't want to like call his call his name out, but he's one of the biggest skaters right cool. now. But I mean, like when I skateboarded, it was it was I, I liked it, but then I saw like the Rodney Mullen versus Day One Son oh, video, man, that was sick. Uh, and I was just like, you know what? Um, I don't think I can do this anymore, bro, because these fools are just out of control. I'll just skate to cruise and hang out, yeah. but I ain't trying to, like, do no pro shit now. I think it was, like, Jamie Thomas from Zero when he did, the, like, the Leap of Faith or whatever it was. Oh, yeah. Long. I was like, Jesus, man. Was it off a water tower? It was, just, it was like a or like a lunch area. Like, it looked like 50 a 50 stairs or some something shit? Nuts. I remember. It just jumped off this big ollie and... I don't know. Skating is nuts. It's super dope. I admire it, and I don't know. Our, our culture is cool, man. With the whole cannabis thing. Are you guys on Weed Map? I forgot we're. Uh, hey, what's up, Twitch? How y'all doing? By the way, everyone listening to the podcast, we live stream these on Twitch as well. Highest host on Twitch, Twitch.tv. We got a chat room here. What's up, everybody? Hope you're feeling. Um, uh, I'm gonna just ask a couple questions real quick from the live stream. Is that okay? Yeah, go ahead. Any plans to expand to other states? Yes. Um, We've got a couple ideas on New York, possibly, and, you know, we, we definitely have some MSO ideas. Hell yeah. All right, so Silly, they have ideas, so stay tuned. What state are you in, Silly, so I can let them know. Um, we got another question from uh, Wasted. Uh, are you guys on Weed Maps? Yes, we are. I'm at yep. the Maven store. You'll see Maven Genetics on there. Yes, just type in Maven Genetics, and you'll see all the information. You heard Shane. And then also... Um, the orange truffle souffle and umami butter looks fire. Yes. So Those they are, great are probably on the website looking at it right now. And they said, uh, shout out to Michigan. Shout out to Michigan. So. Absolutely. Shout out Michigan. They've been doing it big for quite some time. Yeah, I had a lot of time in Michigan, dude. It's listen, listen, listen. Look, see, I knew it. It's like a ninja, dude. Like a ninja. <laughs> wow. Uh, it's been great, Shane. Awesome, I appreciate you, you coming so by. Uh, good luck on everything. The Thank store, you. can you say the address one more time? Uh, I, what, yeah, let me 18629 yeah, Ventura Boulevard in Tarzana, California. Let's go. Look, uh, grand opening is going to be September. This Saturday, September 10th. September 10th, this Saturday. I'll pull up. If y'all want to pull up, come by. Uh, we can smoke some weed far away from the shop on my old stomping grounds in Ventura <laughs> Boulevard, dude. Uh, thank you once again, Thanks, Shane, for Appreciate coming by. Guys. Maven Genetics, check them out. Kentron, always a fucking pleasure, dude. The show, man. We here. We're here. Doing it. Getting high. Thank you. Man of uh, many words over there, Kentron. Uh, shout out to everyone who uh, is listening to this podcast wherever you're at <laughs> in the world, dude. You can be anywhere, but you're here with us. So thank you guys so much. Catch us on uh, YouTube and just go to adamill.com, adamill.com to get all the links for everything. Uh, that I'm up to sign up for the newsletter all that shout out to Hayes Radio for having me uh, check out the, the the Roku channel and Amazon and Apple and all those fucking streaming ACV. platforms you already know check ACV. it out we out here check out all the content um, I'm about to light up this orange Bellini dude the dry hits are already delicious I uh, you see me just keep dry hitting it I'm like mm, it's like dessert right now uh, <laughs> <laughs> thank y'all we out I appreciate y'all till next time I'll see y'all bye